I'm Jody Whites, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to Your Spectacular Life. I'm Jody Whites, your professional coach, making sure that your life and business is nothing less than spectacular. I'm here with Marika Messager. Hello, Marika. Hello, how are you, Jody? I'm doing very well. Excited to have you on this episode. Let Thank me you. tell yeah. Let me uh, tell you a little bit about Marika. All right. Marika Messager is a conscious leader, visionary teacher, researcher in consciousness, elevating individuals, businesses, and their global impact in community in a new paradigm of positive and purposeful impact. Marika combines strategic thinking and business awareness with spiritual and emotional intelligence. She brings her solid business experience as a lauded corporate leader in the financial markets, where she was recognized as one of the industry's most successful equity sales professionals, making it to the seven-figure annual compensation at the age of 31, the year she gave birth to her son. By the age of 33, Marika was appointed as one of the youngest female sales managers with 40 people across Europe under her supervision. Her success led her to realize what was missing from her own career and the corporate world, conscious leadership. All right, I love the way you went from a very traditional industry to really coming up with your own formula. Have you always been thinking about consciousness and emotional intelligence in the business world? Um, I would say I've always been researching consciousness um, because I started working on myself when I was 28 years old. So that's 20 years ago uh, due to personal issues. So I started then to understand self-awareness, to understand more and more what it meant to be a human being, and really to understand that I didn't know a lot about that topic. So I was keen to explore, and I was um, also keen to become a better manager and a better leader. And through my own transformation, I could really see that as I was changing, I was, you know, some of my behaviors at work were changing and were making me a more charismatic, a more empathetic, and also a more understanding, uh, yet still performing leader. So I really got interested into um, the link and the bridge between, you know, inner success, outer success, um, and and how to actually design uh, some pathways of, tra of transformations for that. Great. Wow, that's great. Were were people in um you know in your work environment thinking that you know she she's so 
you know, woo woo is what we call it in San Francisco, or, you know, she's, she's doing something different. And, and were they accepting of that? Or did they think that was strange that you weren't strictly logical? Um, so uh, I left the financial world 10 years ago. So, you know, the world has changed since then. It has yes. evolved into a better understanding of consciousness. But people never found me weird. They, um, I was I was highly performing and um, I was um, sharing what I was learning and how it was impacting me. And people were curious and inspired. Um, and they could see the transformation and especially the people I was managing, they could clearly see that I was guiding them. I was kind of coaching them already um, and they were benefiting from that. It's really when I when I decided to make that change and, and to leave, you know, success and, and status and, and you know, uh, a life that a lot of people would die for that people started yeah. to find me crazy. Um, but it's it's just because of my decision, you know, to leave something that people couldn't understand and why I was leaving it behind. Yeah, um, and, and that that's very good because you had to make a choice. You had to be authentically you and really follow your passion or, you know, stay in a job which sounds like it was good for you and you enjoyed, but you really had to trailblaze that and find the courage to do that. Where did you find that from? Um, you know, I've realized that I've always been someone that uh, seizes opportunities when they are being offered to me. Um, and maybe in the past it was unconscious uh, and now it's very conscious. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I saw first, um, I would say I left finance at the end of 2012, but already in 2011, I was I was realizing that the next rung on the ladder had no appeal to me. It was like global head of equities. And, mm. you know, I was like the, the business world was the financial industry was being more and more regulated for a good reason. But it was yeah. my, my job was becoming, you know, 50 percent regulation and 50 and percent business. And I didn't really enjoy that as much. So I was already, you know, in a transition and, and knowing that I was going to move towards, you know, the world, the, the universe of, of human beingness, but I didn't know what it would look like. All I knew is that it was going to be a very big decision and a very hard one to make because I knew what I was leaving behind. Um, and in September 2012, my company was going through a big restructuration and my boss said to me, Marika, your job is dead at the end of the year, but I'll find you another one. And, you know, he said, you want to be global head of research, which was a great job. Mm -hmm. And that, at that moment, I knew that it was it was a door that was opening for me to make that decision and, and to kind of be supported in a way or or guided to make it to make the decision. So. I I followed uh, what was being shown to me. Mm -hmm. So you, it sounds like you had a lot of faith in, you know, again, looking at this opportunity, having faith in yourself. Where did you get that? Was that from a mentor? Was that from the work that you were doing internally? Um. So in terms of um, mentoring, I have been working on myself for 20 years. So I've always been accompanied by people. And, you know, I, I, I work on different 
parts of myself. Um, so I, I tap into different types of people for that. But um, no, I think I think it just felt right. It felt mm -hmm. like this is what I was meant to be doing. And, um, you know, I think courage in, in French, it comes from cœur, which means the heart. Mm -hmm. And so I really see courage as, as actually really being able to understand to to kind of connect with what's in your heart and and have the courage to do it you know to follow that path um it doesn't mean it's not scary you know you have to face your fears <laughs> sure. uh, but courage for me is that ability to actually face you know master your fears so that, that you're not going to let them hold you back right and that 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 uh that's great you both listen to your gut and your heart to move forward and that's impressive now when you coach leaders you you know you're a conscious leadership coach and that's what i think you the way you branded yourself how do you get these leaders to really get in touch with their heart because i'm imagining for years it's always been uh, making decisions through the mind mm -hmm. yeah I mean, I think it's not just a leader's issue. I yeah. think in the world we live in, a lot of people are disconnected from their heart. There is like it's cut there. So everything exactly. happens in the mind, right? Um, and a lot of people are not really aware of it. I think the pandemic has actually transformed that because people were forced to be with themselves. So, you know, <laughs> that has that has changed and awakened a lot of people, um, at least to their shadow. But uh, how do I support people level up their emotional intelligence? Um, first, there is uh, it's it's an intelligence. So, you know, it comes with the understanding of this intelligence. So I, I like to um, have people educate themselves around what is emotional intelligence? What are emotions? What are the different ways to um, talk about an emotion? You know, so I'm French, but when I, uh, I mean, uh, my English is good, but when I, I realized that I, I had a very small vocabulary for emotions, you know, years ago, and that I was like, how are you? I was like, good, well, great. Um, but I couldn't really say if I was excited, enthusiastic, uh, you know, open-minded, um, you know, curious. Uh, so all, all this, I, I would really start with uh, encouraging people to look at the words that are behind all the emotions and feel them in a way. Uh, and and that's most of the time is can be an understanding that, um, we don't live so much in that realm, right? So it's like learning another language. You have to learn all the things that pertain to that language. So that's the first thing. And, and then it's the understanding that the heart is a muscle as well and that it needs to be practiced. And so we have to dare to feel, you know, and, and if we want to reconnect with our emotional self, we have to give ourselves permission to start feeling our emotions, which can be scary, which can be some something that we've completely unlearned to do because we, we have been born with the ability to do it. It's just that the way we have lived our life and, and, and our careers have, programmed us in a way that we might have shut us shut our hearts down so then it's, it's a slow process of allowing ourselves to feel again and to um know how to feel an emotion that is negative and how to stay with it and how to develop the practices that you know support us to do so um so so that's the way we start and and 
Yeah, the, the biggest fear I see is is people scared of, you know, what am I going to feel if I start feeling mm. again? Um, and um, yeah, you know, if you want to feel joy and, um, you know, excitement, you also have to dare to feel pain and fear and anger and all of that. Um, but it's really what it means to be human is to feel. Right, right. We We have to be able to have the courage to be vulnerable for all the range of emotions or else those get blocked. I mean, again, even mm -hmm. blocking the joy, mm -hmm. keeping those repressed. You know, you said that um, you have to develop practices in order to do that. What could you suggest to our listeners in order to practice with who they are in, in whatever situation they're dealing with? Mm. So my advice is always to build your own toolbox uh, everybody's different and the best um, way to do it is to actually um, see um, how you can support yourself when you're triggered right so there are different types of triggers the more you can um, compartmentalize them and understand what triggers you at what time and why and what's the situation and what makes it happen and all of that um, but yeah, build your own toolbox. There are different um, practices, of course. Uh, the, the understanding is that an emotion is a vibration. So when we want to work with our emotions, we can work with everything that is vibrational, anything that is going to shift and move the vibration within us and outside of us. So with that understanding, you can uh, think about many things, right? Music is a vibration so music is a tool to actually shift your emotions to feel your emotions so you can have your own playlist you can uh, you know you can have a playlist for um you know letting go or a playlist for um creating change right so that's a tool <clears throat> then nature is a tool obviously nature mm -hmm. is is full of you know different smells and 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 colors and everything so that holds vibration colors of vibration um you know um smells of vibration so spending time in nature uh is also a great way to work with your emotions and to find calm and peace when you're triggered uh, so if you can have a walk in nature you know every day in your routine that's great if it's once a week once a month whatever is you know, calling you. Um, and then what are the tools do we have? Um, the physical body uh, is a tool, you know, when we when we talk about emotions because the emotions are felt. Uh, so we're going to feel something in our stomach, in our hearts. We're going to feel our throats, you know, expand or block. So um, understanding and reconnecting with our physical body is also very important in order to, you know, <clears throat> Um, elevate our emotional self. So here, exercise is great, walk, uh, run, yoga, and then, of course, you know, meditation, breath work, everything that allows your physical body to um, release an emotion is going to be very helpful as well. That's, that's great. I love that. Uh, you know, getting out, turning on music, dancing, moving it. You know, yeah. essentially allowing that emotion to move through you, not to get rid of it, because, you know, it, part of life is is dealing with our discomfort, but just to understand it 
and say, okay, how do I process it? Maybe I'm going to go out and take a walk around my neighborhood and look at flowers and get a, a another angle to this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it, I love these tools. What do we do when we're in conflict with somebody in the moment? For example, let's say it is um a, a co-worker and they are being stubborn or not budging or wanting things their way and we're feeling in our body we're feeling our chest start to compress and you know obviously we're getting triggered with that interaction what would you say a person can do in that moment oh um breathe <laughs> the breath the breath is free the breath is always available the breath is you know we carry our breath with us so uh breathing is uh, actually the tool that is going to calm down our physiology right because when we are triggered our physical body gets gets activated in in so many ways um you know our heart rate is faster uh, our, our breathing is shallower um so we need to actually bring our physical body back to a place of neutrality before we can even think um when we are triggered when we are in flight or flight you know our brain doesn't even function properly for us to actually address the situation mm -hmm. so the first thing to do is actually to calm our physical our physiological body you know and um and and the breath is the is the best tool for that it's been used for ages and you know um in yoga in meditation but also by you know the army so it's um just stepping into you know, like your deep breath and, and, you know, taking like eight to 10 deep breaths is going to help you to calm down, uh, which is the most important thing to start with. We don't want to do or say anything without being back to emotional center. Um, and, and then, uh, I mean, is your question more around the tools or more around, you know, what to do, how to navigate a difficult conversation? Right, right. And I like the fact that, it, you know, when we have our toolbox built and ready and um, we can we can look at that very quickly. What I tend to recommend is having somebody have all the suggestions, you know, the playlist, the walk in nature, the uh, taking a warm bath, um, those kinds of quick things in addition to what's next on a laminated card in their desk because instead of having to you know search and create something they can look at that and say what do i need at this moment what what can i do for myself and to positively affect this situation mm -hmm. so um yeah i love the toolboxes write them down <laughs> have it yeah. ready to go now uh, marika i also see that you offer retreats what what are those about ah so the retreats are um 
So, you know, when we talk about conscious leadership, there is the consciousness element and there is the leadership element. And so we work on both and we work together, you know, with them. Um, but consciousness is um, something that we can elevate. It's it's like it's an ever ascending uh, spiral of growth when we start to um, work on our consciousness. And so the retreats in Kenya are all about, I mean, they are in Kenya and, and mm, a lot mm, of them are there. Yeah. Uh, I, I do them in other places as well, but Kenya is very special to me. Mm -hmm. um, so, so those retreats are really about elevating your consciousness. They're not necessarily about business. Um, and see, the idea in these retreats is to offer a space that is magical in nature. It's nine days, seven nights, so it's quite long. Um, and um to uh, create a structure where you will work on your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies in a week. So there is you know, some yoga, there is some meditation, there is delicious, um, healthy food, but there is also workshops um, so that you understand the limiting beliefs that you are that are blocking you right now, and there are some transformative experiences as well, so that on an emotional level you release what is holding you back so that you can access your next level self. So it's really a, a retreat where you're gonna get leave the, you know, you're, you're gonna enter in one level of consciousness and you're gonna leave on another level of consciousness. So you will um, leave the retreat just feeling like you've been your best self ever at the end of this retreat. Um, you you will feel like you have let go of some pain that you are carrying, even if you thought that that pain was not bothering you so much, um, that you see yourself in a new light and you are much more you know clear and driven about creating what it is that you know you want to create for yourself. So it's an accelerator. That's great. How does Africa help with that? Um, the nature and the land in Africa is extremely powerful. So, you know, I, I, I work with nature, uh, when I, when I hold those retreats. Um, so I am really, um, and, and I do them in a place that's called Lamu Island in Kenya. So it's an island, uh, but it has the ocean, the sand, the mangrove. Um, there is also like a bit of, you know, animals. So it's, it's very um it's very nurturing and at the same time it's very powerful in terms of of, of energy so it really supports the transformation of the clients in the retreat wow it, it... and lastly yes i wanted to mention that as well because of course you know conscious leadership is also about um, making a change you know making a positive contribution and taking part of changing the system to create a better future for all. And in Africa, we have in Kenya so many opportunities to do that. Um, you know, you can you can help children, women, the community, the nature. The, so there, there are so many opportunities to actually contribute with all your uniqueness, gifts and talents to create a positive impact. Uh, so that has happened a lot um, as well. And, and, you know, it's 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 a place where actually you can create change within yourself and outside of yourself and see the results quite quickly. Mm. It, it, it really does sound amazing. I mean, whew. Uh, <laughs> if, you know, if something is churning inside you, I think, yes, nature and the beauty and the the intensity of 
Kenya will bring that out in you very quickly. And yeah, yeah, that'll be great. So you spoke of a positive impact and positive contributions. What is next for you? What are you looking forward to in your own life? Ah, um, uh, what am I looking to? So I have two big projects I'm working on. Uh, one of them is, is the Conscious Library, which is a product that we are launching for organizations uh, to give access to all, all employees within an organization to self-development, self-improvement, and conscious leadership. So um, this is um, really important for me because, I, you know, over the last 10 years of, of mentoring leaders from different organizations i i know that everybody at every level of an organization can make a change and and at all those levels there are some people who are willing to transform and they are willing to better themselves but a lot of the times the tools are only accessible to the leaders so we are coming with uh, a conscious library that will actually give some very tangible, practical tools uh, to all employees and create a shared language and a shared methodology for the whole organizations, which you know will transform the organization even faster uh, towards a culture of conscious leadership, which is a culture of, you know, where, where employees and leaders are engaged, where there is, you know, good talent retention, where there is, um, you know, the power of, of inclusion is unlocked completely and, and there is collaboration and there is good communication and there is co-creation and all of that. So that's the big project. And, um, you know, we are um, right now um, soft launching it. So that's that's taking a lot of my time. And I have another project in Kenya to also um find a place there and that's a big big project as well (laughs) and it means you're gonna have to travel around kenya quite a bit right (laughs) yeah exactly for potential retreat centers which sounds yeah like like work but also a lot of fun and oh yeah that's that's the goal that exactly work and it's fun (laughs) yeah uh you know let's um one last question is if there was a book since you spoke of a library that you could offer that has moved you what would that be to our to our listeners Oh my God, I've read so many books um, that I, know. Uh, I don't well, know which one. It's always like what's mind. going on now, maybe. Maybe a book that you're taken with now. Um, I've got three. They're all about conscious leadership. So they are, they are not. Uh, they are, they, I mean, there is one that I can see on, on, on the top of my pile, which is a good. I mean, it's. it's um, it's called. It's a book that's called "Reinventing Organization" by Frédéric Laloux. Um, so it's a French. Uh, it's a French author, but the book has been written in English, yeah. and it really. Um, he's a pioneer because you know this book is uh, is not so recent. He's a pioneer into thinking organizations differently, um, and you know at the time he was writing the book, it was really really an innovative uh, and a disruptive uh, view of, of doing things and, and seeing things. So you know if you are open to um, expanding your perspective or being a bit you know uh, disrupted in the way that you see things, uh, that that's an interesting book. Great, and can you spell out the last name of the author? 
Um, let me go because the book is on my desk over there. So let me just quickly have a look. Um, Frédéric Laloux. On the internet. Yes. <laughs> so Frédéric Laloux, and the la the last name is L A L O U X. U X. Great, Frédéric. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, how can people contact you if they want to get more information? Sure. Uh, so you have our website, consciousleadership.org, um, where you can get in touch and we would be very happy to have a conversation. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn at, at Marika Messager and on Instagram, Marika Messager as well. Um, the two are quite different. Instagram profile is, is uh, talking a lot about the vision, the mission, and the impact that conscious leadership can provide for individuals and, and the community, the society in general, whereas LinkedIn is, is more angled towards you know, conscious leadership and, and organizations. But you can find us there. And uh, yeah, I'm very happy to... Um, to connect and uh, and to you know stay on this on this journey together. Great, and and I just want to ask one question, and it's um, Marika Messager, and that's um, M A R I K A M E S S A G E R, and is that dot org or dot com? Uh, that's my 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 own website is dot com. But uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would rather send people to consciousleadership.org, which is the the less the okay. lead, the last, you know, um, the most accurate website. Great, consciousleadership.org, right or dot com. Org dot org. Great, great. Now that we got all that cleared up with the <laughs> where to go and the spelling. Um, Marika, I want to thank you so very much for taking the time to talk to us, doing very interesting things. I love the the way you're looking at the holistic person of, of spirit, physical, emotional, spiritual, in order to make them live the way they want to and the, uh, authentically. And that um, brings everyone joy when they're doing what they want to do in a way that fits them. So thank you so very much yeah. for joining me. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jody. It was a pleasure to spend some time with you. And uh, yeah, thank you. Great. All right. You take care. And you too. Uh, thank good you. luck in Kenya. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com.